Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. Thank you, Father God, for all your blessings and for this beautiful day that you have made for us to rejoice and be glad in. We just thank you for your word and that it's a light to our feet and a lamp to our path. And we give you praise and honor today. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverb 24. Do not be envious of evil men, nor desire to be with them, for their heart devises violence, and their lips talk of troublemaking. Through wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. By knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is strong. Yes, a man of knowledge increases strength, for by wise counsel you will wage your own war, and in a multitude of counselors there is safety. Wisdom is too lofty for a fool. He does not open his mouth in the gate. He who plots to do evil will be called a schemer. The devising of foolishness is sin, and the scoffer is an abomination to men. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Deliver those who are drawn toward death, and hold back those stumbling to the slaughter. If you say, surely we did not know this, does not he who weighs the hearts consider it? He who keeps your soul, does he not know it? And will he not render to each man according to his deeds? My son, eat honey because it is good, and the honeycomb which is sweet to your taste. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be to your soul. If you have found it, there is a prospect, and your hope will not be cut off. Do not lie in wait, O wicked man, against the dwelling of the righteous. Do not plunder his resting place, for a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again but the wicked shall fall by calamity. Do not rejoice when your enemy falls, and do not let your heart be glad when he stumbles, lest the Lord see it and it displease him, and he turn away his wrath from him. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the wicked, for there will be no prospect for the evil man. The lamp of the wicked will be put out. My son, fear the Lord and the King. Do not associate with those given to change, for their calamity will rise suddenly, and who knows the ruin those two can bring. These things also belong to the wise. It is not good to show partiality in judgment. He who says to the wicked, You are righteous, him the people will curse. Nations will abhor him, But those who rebuke the wicked will have delight, and a good blessing will come upon them. He who gives the right answer kisses the lips. Prepare your outside work. Make it fit for yourself in the field, and afterward build your house. Do not be a witness against your neighbor without cause. For would you deceive with your lips? Do not say, I will do to him just as he has done to me. I will render to the man according to his work. I went by the field of the lazy man, 
and by the vineyard of the man devoid of understanding. And there it was, all overgrown with thorns. Its surface was covered with nettles. Its stone wall was broken down. When I saw it, I considered it well. I looked on it and received instruction, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. So shall your poverty come like a prowler and your need like an armed man. Bill, today do you have a favorite verse? You know, I'm going to talk a little bit about verse 23. Um, the second part of that says, It is not good to show partiality in judgment. And, you know, that reminds me of the second chapter of James. And in the second chapter of James, it talks about a man coming in who has gold rings, and he's all dressed up, and they compare him to someone who comes in with rags and is looks like a homeless person. And it talks about that we're not supposed to judge people based on how they look. And I think that's something that many of us have a tendency to do. I used to do it. I try not to do it nearly as much now. So, Hun, what are your thoughts about showing partiality? Well, I, I agree with you that we, um, it's like that old saying says, don't judge a book by its cover. And we need to look on the inside and not at the outward appearances and um, just look at people through the eyes of Christ, really. That's what we're to do. You know, that's so good, and that's, that's what Jesus did, first of all. Jesus didn't look at anybody. He saw, he had that ability to look basically inside people at their very soul. I, I believe he actually did that, and he just knew what people needed. He knew how to comfort people. He knew how to get them involved, and he met them where they were, and I just think that is an example that we can all learn from. Right, right. I think of so many instances when he was speaking with a woman at the well, and he basically just told her, read her mail, and thinking about the woman caught in the act of adultery. Yes, and he said, neither do I condemn thee, and go and sin no more. He saw to the heart of the matter in everything. He saw right to the core of people. You know, um, this is our eighth monthly update, and what the Lord's been telling me is that we're going to try to streamline this and basically do the same thing. So on our uh, monthly podcast from now on, what we're going to do is go over the proverb, and then we'll talk about what has happened since we last met last month. Then we're going to talk about what the Lord has been speaking to each of us individually, and then we'll do looking forward. So what will happen prior to our next meeting? So what I'd like to say is we did have our guests come over, and we talked about this. We had good friends from Tulsa come. They spent nine days with us. It was absolutely awesome. And these people not only are friends, but they're also Karis Bible College students. And, you know, we can remember back in uh, our first year, and this was in March or April, and they came and visited us. And they left and they said, uh, you know, 15 minutes we get a phone call saying we're going to go to Karis next year. So that has been an awesome journey for them. 
It's been an awesome journey for us as friends in getting them involved with Keras. So anyway, if you would, give us a quick recap of everything that you really enjoyed about those nine days. Well, I just enjoy just spending time with people. We, we fellowshiped. We talked about things on our heart. We shared. We did projects together. Uh, we had not even gotten our pictures up off the floor yet. So we, uh, you know, did all those projects together, which was really, really fun to do. And we did a little shopping together and, and just eating dinner together, cooking, playing games together. Just all that is just um, just a wonderful thing, and I, I miss um, having close friends here, and we're hoping that we will develop more friendships as we go along. You know, and, and you bring up a good point, and you know, today we are taping this on Saturday, on uh, Veterans Day, November 11th, and today uh, I was involved in the annual um, golf tournament that our church sponsors, and we had a great time today, and I'm getting to know quite a few people. And that's really been wonderful, and I'm hoping that, uh, you know, you can do the same thing. I think there's a couple women's things, uh, maybe once a month or something you can go to mm -hmm. and maybe get to know some of the women. But it would be good. You know, I, I often talk about this on my daily podcast that it's important to have people that we can fellowship with, and not only fellowship with, but also someone that we can talk about things that are going on in our life and maybe pray with, because mm -hmm. prayer is so important. You need to really have a prayer partner, someone that can partner with you and go over things that you're going through. What are, what are your thoughts on that, honey? Yes, that's, that's true. You need to have an accountability person and... Just It just makes uh, life a little, just more, I guess the word is softer, makes it softer when you have friends. And we have our family, and I love that too, so that's, that's really great. But I, I want to say one thing is that today, Bill has been wanting a, a retriever. And he's looked at them, and he was shocked at how much they were. Do you remember how much they were? They're about $60. And yeah. she's talking about a retriever to retrieve golf balls from yeah. the bottom of a pond right. if you hit an, uh, a, a bad shot. Right, yeah. And something happened to his old one. We don't know what happened to it. But anyway, today he actually won one. So I think that's awesome. The Lord just looks out for even our wants, not just our needs. You know, he didn't need it, but uh, God is so good. It, God is good all the time, and, and hon, I'm glad you brought that up because that's just such an example that a lot of times things happen in our life, and they may seem like little menial things. They may not really seem all that important, but when you sit there and add all of the little things up, it comes up to a great big God that we serve, and he does look out for us, and he does care about the finest details in our life. What are your thoughts on that? That's so true, and I, I think that we sometimes, you know, just overlook things like that. Oh, well, that was just good luck or whatever, you know, just happenstance. No, that was God, and we need to say, thank you, God. You care about me in, in every little detail of my life, and, and he loves that when we're thankful to him in everything. 
You know, if none, if any of you did not get a chance to listen to yesterday's podcast, and yesterday's podcast was well, Thanksgiving. If you would, I invite you to go back and look at that because Judy and I talked about a number of things that each of us are thankful for. And friends, we have so much to be thankful for. You know, and I also made reference yesterday about a song, a hymn that many of you may be familiar with, and it's Count Your Blessings one by one. And God wants us to acknowledge him. And when he does good things for us, and he does them all the time, mm -hmm. we need to be mindful of that. And the Bible also tells us to pray without ceasing. You also went over that verse yesterday in the things that you're thankful for. And that is located in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. But Paul was a man who was thankful because Paul was not always Paul the Apostle. Paul used to be Saul of Tarsus. And for many years, the majority of his early life, he had been a persecutor of Christians. He had arranged for Christians to be killed. And, you know, he, he, was, he was saved. That's the way I call it. You know, in the book of Acts, if you go to chapter 9, Paul has a conversion experience. And basically, Jesus, he came down like a lightning bolt of light and knocked him off his donkey, and he made Saul of Tarsus blind for three days. And if you don't know that story, I invite you to look at Acts chapter 9 and 10. But he was changed from that point on. And he wrote nearly two-thirds of the New Testament. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm, I'm just thinking when we're talking about being thankful that um, God is not pleased with us when we're grumbling and complaining. And I was just reading that today in Numbers. I was in Numbers 14 and um, how the Lord says, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation who are grumbling against me? I have heard the complaints of the son of Is sons of Israel, which they're making against me. He was not happy with their grumbling and complaining, but he was pleased. He said, but my servant Caleb, he has a different spirit. And that different spirit knew that God could and would deliver them. And that was, that was the whole, and he was thankful. He, he did not look at the giants. He didn't look at all the things they had to overcome. He knew his God was well able and he was thankful. And Joshua and Caleb were the only two that got to go into the promised land. It actually says that the other ten, they actually died from a plague uh, for their bad report. The, the other ten. And then the people that were 20 years and up, they did not even get to go to the promised land because um, it was only the younger generation that could go in. That's exactly right. You know, and that, you know, that entire generation did not make it. And basically, the children of the people made it, but only Joshua and Caleb. But the story I like about Caleb is when he was 80 years old, is basically when he said he wanted that mountain. That was going to be his place, and he asked God for it, and he gave it to him. But, you know, we need to be thankful. You know, you cannot have an attitude of thanksgiving with a complaining spirit. They're no. totally opposed to each other, and you can't have one without the other. 
So, you know, if you have a heart like that, I invite you to change. Try to change your paradigm. Try to think about a glass half full as opposed to a glass half empty. And if you're familiar with my podcast, I talk about this from time to time. Look at the bright side of things. Sometimes people call it a silver lining, but there's always good that can be made out of even the direst circumstances. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts on that? That's that's right. I like that. We just need to uh, be thinking of anything that we can give thanks for. When we crawl out of bed in the morning, you know, thank you, Lord, that I've got two feet to stand on, that I can take steps to go uh, make my coffee in the morning. Thank you for my coffee. You know, literally, my mother, she wrote some books and uh, 5,000 ways are things I'm thankful for. And she ended up, she, she just never stopped. She went on and on and she liked quotes too. But um, that was such a blessing because I read some of them and, and sometimes they, there was no particular order. It was just random. But I mean, literally everything she was thankful for. And I just, that was such a legacy that she left. You know, and that's so good. And you know, I, I like it when the Bible tells us that we're to respect our elders. And friends, you know, whether it's your parents, your grandparents, your teachers, or in our particular circumstance, if you go out and you play golf with someone who's 15 or 20 years older than, than, than you are, be respectful. Listen to what these people have to say. If people have lived longer than you, a lot of times they have years of wisdom that they can share with you. In James it says, be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. And I used to say when, when we had our nursing home ministry a number of years ago is there's a reason why God gave us two ears and one mouth. In other words, we're supposed to listen more than we speak. And when you speak, you should give some thought before you speak, because our words have so much power in them. Mm -hmm. That's right. And Bill and I just attended a marriage uh, seminar last weekend, and it was really very powerful. There were some things I walked away with, but one of them is, I mean, it's just so simple. There's a person who's the listener, and there's a person who's the speaker. And when you're the listener, you should not be thinking of the next thing you're going to say. What did she call it? Um, a, a person, uh, a listener in waiting. A listener in, or a speaker in waiting. Speaker in waiting, speaker in other in words. Waiting. Yes, yeah. you're not the speaker in waiting while you're listening. You're truly listening. And I thought that was really very powerful because so many times we're just half listening and thinking of the next retort we're going to get in whether it's advice or, uh, you know, even if it's not an argument or something, just just uh, not really listening to somebody. And, and I like that. Don't be a speaker in waiting, but be a real listener. You know, and I want to bring that up because this is an issue I believe many couples get in trouble with because they don't listen to their spouse very well. They're always ready to speak. They're always ready to give advice. They're always ready to speak into their lives, but they don't want to take the time to listen to the spouse and their 
their thoughts because we're different. Guys are different than girls. Guys, you know, the things that are important to guys ordinarily are different than the things that are important for girls. So this is the time that uh, I want to talk about the future, and it's going to be five weeks until we, we meet again. And the next time that we have this uh, ninth, and uh, our monthly update will be the 29th of December. So, um, Han, what, what are you looking forward to over these next five weeks? One of the things we're going to do is take a quick four-day vacation trip to Orlando. What are you looking forward to about that? Well, I'm just looking forward to, I love the holidays and looking forward to spending time with family. And uh, Thanksgiving has always been one of my favorite holidays. Now, it's kind of different this year because everybody's kind of going someplace else. So we're going to meet early, which is nice, but we're still going to get together. And then, of course, Christmas coming up. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to the holidays. You know, and that's really good. Before we actually, um, we're also going to be taking a vacation in December and going in the mountains and we're going to actually spend some time with our kids there. So that'll be, that'll be great. So, hon, if you would, just go ahead and invite people into the kingdom of God and just speak. What is God trying to have you get across to the audience that may let people know how important it is to have God in your life? Well, I think it is truly important. I don't know how people live without God, but um, there's a scripture. This is in Isaiah 48 and 17, but it says, I am the Lord your God who teaches you. And then it goes on and says, who leads you in the way you should go. And I find that comforting because I don't always know which way to go. Um, I need God's help. I need to ask him, how should I... How should I go about this? What should I do? There are some things we are certain of. We're certain that salvation and we're certain that the healing and, and, and these certain things are, are God and we don't have to doubt it. We know that promises are for us. Every single word in this Bible, every single line, every single promise is for us. But there are decisions, daily decisions that we make and sometimes we just need a little help there. So I love it that we can depend on God and he will lead you. He will guide you. He wants to be your guide. So if anyone today has not accepted Christ, I would invite you to do so. Just simply say, Father God, I thank you for sending Jesus. I thank you that he died on the cross for my sins and that he brought me into right relationship with you. I ask forgiveness for my sins. I, I turn from them, I repent, and I want to live for you the rest of my life in Jesus' name. Well, that's so simple and yet so profound. And friends, this is the most important decision you can make while you are here on earth. So I'd like to thank anyone who said that prayer today. And what I'd like to do is close in a blessing. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, please join me again on Monday as we go to our regular podcast on wisdom today. Have a blessed weekend. Bye -bye.